Greetings, Body of Messiah. Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching on this day. Uh, as you can probably tell, I got a long sleeve shirt on. We got the temperature way down in the house because Hurricane Ian is on the outside and we have our shutters up, so it may look a little dark because we don't have sunlight coming in. But nonetheless, um, I thought I'd share this uh, teaching with you concerning that Yahweh's feasts are forever. And I appreciate you tuning in wherever you are. If you're in Florida, I pray you're safe. Or wherever you are, I pray that you are having a, a blessed week. So let's get started. One of the things that I had to settle in my heart when we came to Torah is that Yahweh's feasts, the feasts that we were told were Jewish feasts, that's what Christianity teaches, they are not Jewish feasts, they are Yahweh's feasts. And the one thing I had to settle, actually two things. First is that they are Yahweh's feasts and not Jewish feasts. Secondly, I had to settle that they were eternal. They were forever. And when I began to learn this, you know, I thought, how come I never saw this in Scripture? It wasn't that when I began to learn this, I was learning it through traditions of men. It was the opposite. What Christianity was teaching was the traditions of men that violated Yahweh's laws and commandments. And so when I went back to the original scriptures and to the Torah, I saw that the scripture said that the feast days, the Sabbath, is forever. And when you settle that in your heart, when you have the eyes of your understanding open and Yahweh gives you revelation and he shows you that the feasts and the Sabbath are forever, it just changes everything. You may not know anything about how to celebrate the feasts, but the way you can honor it is you know that the feasts are forever. So you accept that. You receive that word from Yahweh. And then you just begin to learn according to uh, the years. You begin to learn. You know, just like when we went to school, first grade learned first grade things, second grade learned second grade things, eighth grade learns eighth grade things, twelfth uh, grade learns twelfth grade things. And so you kept increasing in your knowledge, in your understanding, and in your education. In the same way spiritually, when you first come to Torah, you're just going to learn basic elements. And then the next season you learn more, and then learn more, and learn more. And so this teaching is real simple. And it's to minister to those that maybe are on the fence with Christianity and Torah, or that they may understand that 
and know that the feasts are forever, but they're not living according to that. And so let's go to what the scripture says and, and then go from there. So let's start in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 14. This is when the children of Israel were getting ready to come out of Egypt and Yahweh actually in verse or in chapter 5 verse 1 it says and afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh thus says Yahweh Elohim of Israel let my people go that they may hold a feast that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness so we see here that one of the purposes of Yahweh setting us free, just like he set the children of Israel free, is that we would keep his feasts. All right, now let's go in Exodus 12, verse 14. What I would encourage you to do, uh, Yahweh Restoration Ministries has a free pamphlet if you write them for it, concerning the feast. You can go to ymyrm.org and you can request it just like I did back when we started and they will send it to you. It might take three four weeks but they will send it to you free of charge. They will not bother you you know with with an offering you know this that and the other. That's all up to you. And so also you can just Google Feast Forever scriptures. And you can look up every scripture that talks about that Yahweh's feasts are forever, and there's quite a few of them. We'll go over some of them today. And remember, we teach that anything in the Renewed Covenant that you find in the Renewed Covenant has to line up with the Torah. If it doesn't line up with the Torah, like Christianity teaches that the feasts were nailed to the stake, in all the prophecies of the Messiah, what he would do for mankind, there is nothing about Yahweh or Yeshua nailing the, the Torah or, yeah, the Torah to the stake. Matter of fact, the Messiah said himself in Matthew 17, Matthew 5:17, that he did not come to do away with the Torah or the prophets, but to establish them, to reveal them to you, to fulfill them, to bring them to pass, to show you and to teach you what they are about. All right, Exodus 12. And verse 14, and because of that, we understand that what Christianity teaches about the feasts are inaccurate. And we're going to show you why it's inaccurate, because in the Torah and in the prophets, it says they're forever. Yeshua said they're forever. The early disciples, the early believers, they kept the feast days. 
Paul numerous times kept the feast days that it said that he was wanting to get back to Jerusalem for Pentecost, for unleavened bread. If he was teaching that they've been done away with, why would he be trying to get back to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast days? See, it doesn't make sense. And it's because if you don't understand the first part of the book, you will not understand the renewed covenant. You will not understand um, the New Testament just like the majority of Christians and churches do not understand the New Testament because they don't get the beginning of the book. They don't live according to the Torah. They don't think it's important. Well, it's the priority. Every promise that Yahweh gave, and I know I say this all the time, every promise that Yahweh gave was based upon if you obey his laws and commandments. The Messiah said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So, you know, if we say that we love the Most High, we say we love the Creator, we say we love the Father, we say we, we love Yahweh and Yeshua, then the evidence in our life will not be what we say, but it will be that we obey His laws and commandments, which includes keeping Yahweh's feasts and keeping His Sabbath day. All right, verse 14, Exodus 12, it says, And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast to Yahweh. A feast to Yahweh throughout your generations. Didn't say up to the time of the Messiah, but it said throughout your generations, and that's plural. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Forever means forever. So we see here, Yahweh's instructing Israel concerning the Passover, which is a feast of Yahweh, that they are to keep it forever. Look in verse 17. And it says, And you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, which is right after Passover. For in this selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall you observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. And forever means forever. And then it says in verse 19, whether you are native-born Israel or whether you are a stranger or you're born in the land. So if you're naming the name of Yahweh and you believe in the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then keeping the feast forever is a must for you. Look in um, Exodus 30. 
Exodus chapter 30 and verse 21. It says, So they shall wash their hands and their feet. Uh, just space out my verse. That they die not. And it shall be a statute forever to them, even to him and to his seed throughout their generations. And he was talking about when they go into the tabernacle. So, even though this isn't quote-unquote a feast, when you enter into the tabernacle, you shall wash your hands in your feast. And again, this statute was a law forever. All right? You know, scriptures in the Torah and in the prophets, and I, I know some even Torah-observant people, they try to pick certain scriptures and say that no longer applies for us. But his laws and commandments are forever. His laws and commandments are forever. Understand that. Leviticus 16.29 And it says, And this shall be a statute forever unto you, that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall, this is the Feast of Atonement, you shall afflict your souls and do no work at all, whether it be one of your own country, men, or a stranger that sojourns among you. For on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you, that you may be clean from all your signs before Yahweh. It shall be a Sabbath of rest unto you, you shall afflict your souls, which means you should fast, by a statute forever. So the Feast of Atonement, and what we are to do on the Feast of Atonement, which includes some form of fasting, it is forever. Now, the only time that fasting, uh, that you shouldn't fast, when Yahweh says to fast, if it's going to affect your health, like someone that is battling being a diabetic. You don't eat unless Yahweh tells you to. You know, you're going to have some sugar insulin issues. So just... You know, we don't need to be legalistic, you know, but we need to look at the scripture and look at Yahweh. And, and if Yahweh quickens in you, yeah, you're okay to fast, you know, and I'm talking to people that have some health issues, whether you're older, middle-aged, whatever. I know there's young people that have diabetic issues. And if it comes be between a meal, sometimes they, their blood sugar gets real low, you know, so you need to be wise in it. And don't come under condemnation if, 
for some reason, you just don't feel you should do that for health reasons. But nonetheless, the scripture, um, you know, doesn't go into any of that. But, you know, that's just kind of a wisdom. My opinion, take it for what it means. All right, let's go to, um, let's go to Numbers chapter 10 and verse 8. Numbers chapter 10 and verse 8. It says, And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow with the trumpets, and they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. So he's talking about the Feast of Trumpets, and it says here that you shall blow a trumpet uh, or a shofar, and they shall be to you for an ordinance or a law forever. So again, it's just consistent throughout the scripture. Look in chapter 15. And verse 15, whoop, one page too far. And it says, um, let's start reading in verse 13. All that are born of the country shall do these things after this manner in offering and offering by fire of a sweet Savior unto Yahweh. Now here's one thing to understand about all the feasts. They included offerings. Now yes, we do not offer, you know, physical animals anymore. So you can offer many different types of things. You can offer food to people. You can offer money to ministries, to individuals. You are doing all this unto Yahweh. You can offer your services after the Sabbath, you know, that you maybe you're going to bless the ministry you're, you're part of, the assembly you're part of, and everybody needs to be part of an assembly, you know, do, you know, doing something for them, helping someone, or helping the poor, or helping the needy, whatever Yahweh puts on your heart. But the key thing is, you have to be willing to listen and hear His voice on the type of offering you are to bring to Him. All right, um, and verse 14, and, and if a stranger sojourns with you, or whosoever be among you in your generations will offer an offering made by fire of a sweet Savior unto Yahweh, as you do, you shall do. One ordinance, or one set of laws, shall be for you of the congregation, and also for the stranger that sojourns with you an ordinance forever in your generations. As you are, so shall the stra stranger be before Yahweh. One law and one matter shall be for you and for the stranger and the sojourner with you. That word law means instruction. So there, there's not two or three different types of instructions one for those that are of israel one for the church 
one for, you know, this, that, or the other. No. If you're wanting to be part of Israel, there is only one set of laws. And we see that, that Yahweh's laws and that Yahweh's feasts are forever. Now, um, in Colossians chapter 2, let's just turn there. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 16. It says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a set-apart day, holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days. That word holy day is referring to the feast. So Paul is teaching the people of Colossians, Colossae, who were pagans before they came to Torah, don't let anybody put you down. Don't let anybody stir up trouble uh, when you obey the Sabbath, when you obey the feast days, when you obey the new moons, because there were people that were creeping in to the body that were they were just creeping in to be a disturbance, to be an harassment. And he said, don't pay any attention to them. So that what that reveals to me is that they were keeping the Sabbath days they were keeping the feast days. They were keeping um, the new moon. And if they were keeping it, it obviously was not passed away, the feast days. All right, we see in Acts chapter, tw chapter 2 that on the, when the day of Pentecost had fully come. And see, when I was in Christianity... I didn't understand that fully come. And that was because the preparation for the Feast of Pentecost was it was to take place on the 50th day. Not on the 48th, not on the 49th, not on, not on the uh, 51st, but on the 50th day. And that was the commandment. So when that 50th day had finally arrived, then the Feast of Pentecost began, and then Yahweh gave His Spirit to the body, and the, the renewed covenant and the body of believers were birthed. And we can read this in Acts 2.1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. So, and you know most people in, from Christianity know the rest of that. And for time's sake, we'll skip it. But let's just go to a few other examples of the, the first believers, the, the people of the renewed covenant, keeping... Yahweh's feast days. They did not pass away. If what Christianity taught, that Yeshua nailed them to the tree, then, obviously, the disciples and the thousands that got born from above and grafted into Torah, grafted into Israel, did not get the picture, did not get the message, did not get the memo. But it didn't pass away. It was continued. It was continued, and it should be continued, that if you are a believer, 
and the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you believe in the Hebrew Messiah, Yeshua, then you too should be learning and continuing in and growing in Yahweh's feast days and keeping them out of your heart, not out of duty, not because you have to, but because you were commanded to. And simply put, it is the biblical right thing to do. And that is to keep the feasts of Yahweh. They were part of the Torah. Yeshua kept them. Mary and Joseph kept them. The early believers kept them. Peter kept them. Paul kept them. James kept them. Everybody in Israel kept them that was part of the renewed covenant. And then when they reached the Gentiles, when they reached the pagans that were worshiping pagan deities, they taught them to keep them as well. In Acts chapter 12, verse 3 and 4, it says, And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also, and those were the days of unleavened bread. Those were the days of unleavened bread. So here in Acts chapter 12, years after the Messiah was crucified and resurrected and ascended up into heaven, they were keeping the days of unleavened bread. So, and then it says, And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, delivered him from the four quarterings of soldiers to keep him intending after Passover to bring him before the people. So we see here that they were keeping Passover and they were keeping unleavened bread. So again, Yahweh's feasts continued. Yahweh's feasts are forever. You must settle that in your heart if you are a believer, that you are to keep Yahweh's feast forever. You're, you're not, you don't have grace or liberty to say, I don't need to do that and it'll be fine with Yahweh. No. What did the Messiah say in Matthew 7, 23? When people were doing miracles in his name, healing, and he, he said, I never knew you. Why? Because you work lawlessness. When the law says and the Torah says to do something and you disobey it, you are breaking his, his laws. And the Bible says the definition of sin is breaking his laws or is being lawless or is being Torahlessness. And Yeshua said that I'll say to you that our lawlessness and that are breaking Yahweh's Torah his instructions away from me. You workers of iniquity, you workers of lawlessness. I don't know about you. I may not know everything there is to know about the feast days or about his laws and commandments, but my heart is to obey them. I am willing to obey them. I am looking for him to teach me more of them, to correct me if I violate them. Praise Yahweh. And I believe you're the same way. All right, look in verse... Um, we read verse 6 in uh, 
Deuteronomy, or Deuteronomy. Acts 20. Uh, no, we didn't read verse 6. Acts 20, verse 6. It says, And we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and came unto them to Trous in five days, where we abode seven days. So again, notice, we see here that they kept the feasts of unleavened bread. They kept the feasts of unleavened bread. Look in verse 16. And Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus because he would not spend the time in Asia, for he hasted, if it were possible for him, to be at Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. So we see here clearly that in the renewed covenant they kept Yahweh's feasts, and Yahweh's feasts are forever. Now we can see in John chapter 2, verse 23, that Yeshua participated in Passover. We see in John 6, verse 4, Yeshua participated in Passover. Um, let me just see if... Let's go to two more verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 6 through 8. And then verse 20 of chapter 15 and then we'll, we'll pray. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 through 6 through 8. So I pray that you're seeing it. I pray that you're getting it. That Yahweh's feasts are forever. We have to settle that in our heart. Hallelujah. Just like we settled in our heart that by the stripes of Yeshua, we are forgiven and healed. Just like we settled in our heart any other thing about the Torah, about his instructions. You have to settle it in your heart. If you do not settle it in your heart, then you won't keep it. You won't be faithful to it. You won't obey it. Then you're in dangerous territory. All right, verse 6. It says, Your glorying is not good. Know you not, know you not that a little leaven or a little compromise leavens the whole lump. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that old teaching, the teaching that Christianity gave you, or any other false doctrine, or any other man-made teaching. Purge it out. Let Yahweh's Ruach purge it out. Let it be purged out by the power of the Spirit. Purge out therefore the old leaven, the old teaching, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened, for even Messiah, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So when this was written, and Paul is teaching this to the people of Corinth, who were pagans, who were idol worshipers, who, you know, were involved in sexual immorality and all kinds of other unbiblical things. 
He said, let all that stuff be purged out of you and, and let truth be established in you. What was truth? Now, the Gospels weren't written yet. The Renewed Covenant wasn't written yet. What was written? The Torah and the Prophets and the Psalms. So he is encouraging them to live according to the Torah, to Yahweh's instructions, to Yahweh's manual, to Yahweh's laws and commandments. To, to be specific, Yahweh's feast days, Yahweh's Shabbat, Sabbath, Yahweh's laws and commandments, which includes everything, which would also include, I was trying to get to this point, of eating clean foods, foods that were meant for nutrition. And pork, shrimp, scallops is not one of them. I remember one of the sisters that come to, to our assembly, as well as even myself, when I really got the picture of unclean foods, I was doing a job, I'm a locksmith, I was doing a job on a pig farm. And they had pigs in this, in this corral. And those pigs were eating their feces. They were eating everything that was vile on the ground. They were eating it. And Yahweh said, that's what goes into your body. So immediately, boom, that I had no more, eat, no more struggle with eating unclean foods. Same way, um, you know, that sister I was mentioning, she said the same thing, that when she saw what, because, you know, we both, when we would go out to eat as friends and family and have fellowships, we would have shrimp, sometimes lobster, crab, scallops, whatever. Those are bottom dwellers. Those were scavengers of the sea. And Yahweh gave her that that's what she was putting in her body. Same way with pork, because she loved crispy bacon. You know, steak wrapped in bacon, bacon on your hamburgers. And that just solved the issue for her. So it was no longer a temptation. But nonetheless, what that tells us is we may not get it right away. We may not see it right away. But as we receive his word, as we receive his instructions, his truth will make a way Hallelujah. where there seems to be no way. And Yeshua said that if you, can, if you are my disciple and you continue in my Torah, continue in my instructions, then my instructions will set you free. It may not set you free immediately, but if you continue in it, once you grasp it, once it is revelation, it will set you free. All right, one more verse in verse 20 of um, 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. Now, I just, this just came to me. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, that all the promises of Yahweh are yes and amen. So now most Christians, they think forgiveness, they think healing, they think prosperity. But you know what else is part of a promise? Is that if you don't obey his laws and commandments, you will be cursed. That's part of the promise 
that is yes and amen. Another part of the promise is that you keep his feastings, that you keep his Shabbats, and there are consequences if you don't. That's part of the promises, and that you are saying yes and amen to. And the promise, if you don't keep them, is he will say, I never knew you. Now, when we quote and believe 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, about his promises, we need to, that applies to all the promises, not just the pumpkin pie whipped cream promises. Ooh, that sounds good, pumpkin pie and whipped cream. But nonetheless, it applies to all the promises. It applies to the broccoli promises. It applies to the spinach promises. It applies to all those vegetables that most people don't like to eat. But nonetheless, those scriptures that people don't want to hear, it applies to them. And if you are not willing to accept them, like the feasts are forever, then you will not receive the promises, the blessing, the inheritance that goes with obeying his laws and commandments and obeying his feast days. His feast days are forever. All right, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 20 as we, be, as we close. But now is Messiah risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. The feast of first fruits. It said that Yeshua became the feast of first fruits. Again, explaining, revealing that in the renewed covenant that there are many scriptures about that the feasts are forever, that they were continuing in the feast, that they were obeying the feasts by faith, that they received the grace and the empowerment of Yahweh's spirit, and that empowers you to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments and feast days. So I pray this ministered to you. I pray this helps you understand that the feast days are forever and that you and I should not be taking them lightly. We should not be disobeying them. We should keep them to the best of our ability. And so, Father, we just thank you for this word. We thank you for your instructions that the feast days are forever. Yahweh, we receive them by faith. We reach out with our faith and we take them. Because the word for, for, for uh, receive means to take. So we take your laws and commandments. We take your instructions about the feast days. And we seek to step out in faith and obey them. We may not understand all there is to understand. And anyway, that we fall short in obeying your laws and commandments and your feast days, your Shabbats, show us, teach us, correct us, and wash us with the blood of Yeshua. And Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. That your grace and mercy does not give us the permission to disobey your feasts, but it empowers us that if we fall short, there is an advocate with Yahweh who will cleanse us of all unrighteousness, and then he will instruct us in the way that we should go. So, Father, we worship you. 
Father, we praise you for your Torah. We bless you. Hallelujah. And Father, this day of, of Hurricane Ian, I, I, we just pray that, that your wall of protection is not only around Linda and I, but around every believer, around our communities, around Fort Myers Beach, Punta Gorda area, um, all the way up the coastline, and that no evil, no destructive Hallelujah. weather patterns will come. Thanks. Father, the, those storm surges that they are uh, warning people of that could be catastrophic, we pray your mercy. We pray that you would push those waters back and put a stop to all destructive Hallelujah. weather patterns. Open our eyes, Father. And Father, we realize this is the end of Shemitah. If this storm has anything to do with the sin and the judgment from you about um, America's and this area, not obeying your laws and commandments, may you open people's eyes to, to this. May they renounce it. May they turn away from it. May we turn away from it if somehow we fail to obey anything during the Shemitah year. We receive your, your Shemitah year. And Yahweh, we are looking forward. We are looking forward during this season of Feast of Trumpets. We're looking up into the sky for your return. Hallelujah. Because this is the season of the return of Yeshua and his judgments. So, Father, we praise you. Yes. Father, we love you. And we know that your judgments will, will not be upon those that are Torah obedient. Father, we bless you in the power of your name. Hallelujah. If you want to connect with us, YahwehYahshuaAssembly.com is our website. Uh, you can connect with me, Mark Pulley, or the ministry, Yahweh Yeshua Assembly page on Facebook. And you can connect with us and you can receive all of our teachings. Until next time, Yahweh bless you. Yahweh make his face shine upon you. Yahweh give you peace, peace, peace in the power of his name. Shalom, shalom.